Welcome to Brave Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us today. We're in a series on Sundays going through the Gospel of Mark, but we also want to encourage you, if you live in the area, go to brave.church slash homechurch and check out our home churches that are gathering together around these teachings throughout the week. We believe the kind of church Jesus came to start is more than a crowd. It's friends on a mission living life together. Another great way to connect further is through social media, where there is content designed to inspire and inform you. Here's this week's talk. Good morning. So excited to be here with you today. Uh, Really, I just, I was hardly being able to sleep. Well, actually, I did sleep last night. I, I really slept really good. But I was excited when I went to bed thinking about being here with you this morning. And I thought, wow, there's just really nowhere else on the planet, really, that I would rather be than to be with you right here, right now. Well, maybe Hawaii. Maybe next Mother's Day, right? So when uh, Pastor Darren and Pastor Samuel asked me to speak this morning, I just went, wow, where do I begin? There's just so much that I would, I would love to talk to you about. And so I just prayed, and I just said, Lord, how do you want me to encourage your people this morning? Because I really want really to encourage you. So today, I want to talk with you about how do you, you know, what do you do when you don't have enough time? What do you do? I mean, we all can relate to that, right? Not having enough time. And if you don't have program notes, um, the ushers are right here. So just lift up your hand. You're going to really want them today because there's going to be really a lot of good stuff in there for you to fill out. And you're going to want to take that home. But while they're doing that, I just want to say to you moms, happy Mother's Day. Thanks so much for spending your morning with us. I know that being, yeah, that's right. I know that being a mom is the ultimate test of time. Amen? That's right. So when my children were really young, I felt so much compassion and and passion for life and, and just excited about life, excited about my husband, excited about ministry. And <laughs> there you go. And, and just excited to be into life. And yet it was kind of weird because I was busy. But yet on the other hand, I felt a lack of energy and tired and exhausted, really. And I just really at times felt lonely and it was very odd because it was the, vi- the busiest time of my life, and yet I felt lonely. It was very interesting. Um, but needless to say, I'm sure that my hormones were like crazy out of whack, and they were just, you know, doing their thing. Well, this week, I started watching some home videos. Wow, I, went, I took a trip down memory lane watching those video, videos. Do you ever do that? Do you ever just watch, look at pictures or watch videos? Well, I was laughing. I was cracking up. I was belly laughing. Have you ever done that? That's when it just takes over. You're laughing so hard you can't even stop, and now you're crying. And, and that's just exciting. It's just you're crying with joy, but then those tears of mine turned into sorrow and sadness and sobbing because I just missed that time of their life. I really, really missed it when they were small. Well, you know, you, if you, if you pull out your videos or pictures, I can guarantee that you're going to have an emotional experience. So I want to share with you some of a home video of ours. So at this time, could I have the ushers come? Because you can't watch a video and not have popcorn, right? So (laughs) for those of you that would like popcorn, there you go. Well, you can tell my life was busy. 
very active, but yet God was always good. And I know that he is. He's always good. No matter what, what season of life we're in, we are, he is good always to us. You know, time just seemed like it flew by. You've heard people say, where did the time go, right? Or how fast the time went by. Or if time could just stand still. Time affects the young and the old. And you're going to be affected by time whether you want to or not. It just doesn't stop. It keeps going. Um, you could have, be the richest person on the planet, or you could be the poorest man alive. And you could be the healthiest person. I mean, you're never sick. Everything's always good with your health. Or you could have been born with sickness, and you know suffering. Time doesn't discriminate. In Luke 12, I love this. It says, you can't add a single moment to your life. My, my struggle with time began before I was married. I honestly, I didn't even know I had a a problem with time. And when Darren and I were first married, wow, we had a lot of conflict and we were, we had different upbringings. How we were raised was so different and we just saw things differently. And so we argued a lot, a lot. And the one thing that seemed to center around our arguing, you know, topic, it came up over and over and over again was time. You know, we both viewed it so, so differently. If Darren was very scheduled, and if something wasn't on the calendar, it just didn't happen. I mean, even he was scheduling our date times. And honestly, that was a problem for me. It really was a problem because I felt devalued. Like, why did he have to put me in a calendar to spend time with me? Right? So I wasn't in the calendar at times, and we didn't have date times because he had filled it in with other things. That's where I felt devalued. Yeah. (laughs) But one day, Darren invited me to go to a conference with him. Honestly, I was so excited to go to this conference with him that I didn't even really care what the conference was about. I just kind of assumed that it was something to do with God because our lives were really involved in ministry. And, and so he was really vague and didn't really offer a lot. And I was just, didn't care. I was just glad to go with him. But when we got there, there were a lot of people at this conference, a lot. And we got in, got registered, and we went into the grand ballroom. And it was big. There were tables all in there with chairs and these beautifully decorated flower arrangements that only big hotels have. And they just made me smile because they were so beautiful. So I just took it in, and we got in, and we, we sat down. And, and it was just uh, a neat thing because at, at each of these tables, um, there was the chairs. And then right there, there were these amazingly, beautifully leather-bound notebooks that were there. Wow, back then, that would have been like today getting an iPad, Right? <laughs> So we, we just barely sat down, and the presenter, she just welcomed us, and she started to talk and, and, and share some stories, and she went right into the topic of the, of the conference. And I thought I heard her say something like about time management, right? So I couldn't believe it, and so my smile quickly turned into a frown. Not only a frown, but I was given Darren the darty eyes. I was mad. Um, he brought me to a conference on time management and, and how to use a calendar, right? So, I, I, like I said, I thought this was about God. So I, was, huh. so I folded my arms, and I just kind of looked the other way, and I thought, I'm checking out. 
um, this was the last place that I wanted to be spending my time. And I'm going to tell you, I wanted to throw that notebook at him and hit him with it and just walk out of there. But I didn't. And, and something unexpectedly happened. Wow. As the presenter started to share more, I found myself just more intently being drawn into what she was saying and really listening. Um, what she was saying, it made so much sense, and I was now hanging on every single word she was saying. And I want you to know, I walked away from that day just realizing that I needed to view my time differently. Wow. Maybe you know what it's like not to have enough time. Maybe you know what it's like not to have enough time with God or your spouse or your kids, quality time, right? Or the things that you're passionate about, your work, we all have to deal with time. For me, it was music. Music was my passion. It was my heart. It was everything because worship, creative arts just brought me into the presence of the Lord. And I wanted to have enough time for that because I knew I needed it. But whatever your passion projects are, you probably wish that you had more time. Um, can I just see a quick show of hands? How many of you feel like that there's an area or there's areas in your life where you really wish that you had more time, right? So I think every hand in this place should be lifted up because it's true. Listen, what I'm about to share with you, it's taken me a lifetime a lifetime to live out. And I'm still learning, and I'm still having to prioritize and learn how to live it out. But I can honestly say that it's made such a difference when it comes to having enough time for the things that I really, really matter most, the the things that matter the most to me. I've made a lot of mistakes. Um, You know, the thing that I did right was I kept pressing on. Every time I kind of blew it, I just got up and I kept pressing on. And I want to invite you this morning to press on with me. Just press on. Maybe you came here this morning and you're already feeling like, oh, I don't even know if I want to go. I don't know if I want to spend my day like this. And you're at the edge. But you came. I want to say to you that there is hope. There is hope for you today. And, and, and even though it took you maybe a lot to get here, you're here. And God wants to speak to you today and give you that hope. There's one thing I learned that made all the difference, and that's what I want to share with you because I think it can make a difference for you. Here's what I learned. When I view time God's way, I always have enough. I'm going to say that again. When I view time God's way, I always have enough. I learned this from a passage in Psalms 90 verse 12. It says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. There are several things that we can learn from this verse that teach us how to view time God's way. Number one, there in your notes, time is valuable. Teach us to number our days. You know, when we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. What are you saying yes to and what are you saying no to? Numbering our days is valuing our time as a gift. So time, it's valuable. Think about it. How much of your typical week do you spend stressed out just not having enough time to get the things done that you want to get done? You can download an app or you can adjust your sleep time or create lists. But if you don't fully understand the importance of time, 
and why it's important to you, then these lists and, and these uh, just different apps, they're just not going to really help you because there's no motivation in them. The motivation fizzles out after time. So even the best tools that we have at our disposal cannot help us. So when my kids were younger, I spent a lot of my time just like 24-7 taking care of them. It was, it was really, it was a really busy time of my life when they were little. Between Isaac's doctor appointments and surgeries and Samuel, Samuel would like get up almost every day and he would want, he would come and say, Mom, what's the plan? What are we doing today? Yes. He wanted to know, this was daily. So like I had to be a little bit organized uh, because he wanted to know what the plan was. So I was running thin, really. And also keeping my house clean, doing the laundry and, you know, making the meals. It was a, it really was a full-time job and I worked from home. But the boys, when they took their nap, uh, I would just like fall into the couch. It was really true. I would just fall in there and get the TV clicker on and, and, and before I knew it, I would just get whatever comfort food that was around. Ice cream, my big thing was chocolate. So I would just kind of plunge into that couch and, and, and lay there and turn the TV on. And I, and I started to watch this show. It was an older show, and it was called Days of Our Lives. <laughs> well, it wasn't just one. Then it went right into the next one, which was called General Hospital. Right? So I'm sure these were like pre-Netflix times. I don't even know if those shows are still on, but they were. And this is what I did every day, Monday through Friday, from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock. And I really escaped into the characters and the actors' lives because it gave me a sense of pleasure and get relief just from my own busy life. Now, besides the fact that this really wasn't the best use of my time, there was something that was even more startling that was starting to happen. I started to see Darren and I's relationship through the lens of this show. Yeah, you know where I'm going. I started thinking... Why wasn't Darren treating me like Luke was treating Laura? Right? Wow. The next thing I knew, my expectations for Darren were increasing, and so is my frustration level. And this was really beginning to become a problem. So fortunately, I came to my senses. Well, really, God met me and helped me come to my senses, and a verse popped out to me that really, really, really convicted me on the inside. And it's Romans, Romans 12, 2. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, do not conform to the pattern. Another word for pattern there is habit. You know, don't create habits. Don't create habits of the world. So my life began to change after I began to implement and practice what I had learned at that conference. I stopped watching a lot of TV, and I started living on purpose. Today, I don't really enjoy a lot of TV because I know my weakness is to get so wrapped up, so involved into the show that I, I, can, I could project that whatever's happening in the show into my own life, and that's just not good for me. And it throws me off. So I stay away from that. But that's my thing. What's yours? What's the enemy of your time? Right? Chances are it's different for all of us. When Darren's, you know, grandma was around, she used to say, you know, it's like you have two German shepherds that are living on the inside of you. 
One is called spirit and one is called flesh. And whatever one that you feed the most that day wins out. And I started to put my thoughts into a better way of thinking. I started a new habit of regularly reading God's word, and it became life to me. I mean, it became a habit, listen, a routine of doing it daily. So he's our daily bread, not once a week, right? Or every other day even, but daily bread. It's our food. We need it. Joshua, Joshua 1.8, it says, never stop reading this book of the law. Day and night, you must think about what it says. Make sure you do everything written in it. Then things will go well with you, and you will have great success. I began to get a handle on the areas where I wasn't valuing my time, really, and, and just seeing my time from God's perspective, God's point of view, and I began to give, see it as a gift. When you see and value your time, you begin to realize, you really just begin to realize you gain, you get, you get a lot of gains from it. One of the big gains that I got at that time was understanding and, and a genuine, I had a genuine hunger and a desire to live on purpose, not to just let my life just happen, but I, I wanted to live on purpose. And this is where I began learning to prioritize what was the most important areas in my life and how I wanted to spend my time. My purpose became clearer and I was happy. I began to see and taste and feel all of the gains. Hear this. I began to see it, all the gains of fulfillment. This, these are the things we want. We want fulfillment. I began to experience joy, contentment, value, and purpose. I realized that I did have enough time, and that was a gift. My next point that I learned was number two, time is specific. Teach us to number our days. And as I mentioned earlier, since my husband was all, you know, he always viewed his time in a very specific way, I asked him to come and share this next point with you. Hi. That was not Tom Selleck baptizing my sons. That was me. You're going to need your program notes. Pull these out because in a few moments I want you to write down five really important things. So you'll need a pen. You'll need your notes. You're going to write down five important things. But first of all, Ephesians 5 there in your notes, it says, live life with a due sense of responsibility, not as ones who do not know the meaning of life, but as those who do, make the best use of your time. You know, God entrusts us with life. How valuable is that? He gives us energy and breath and strength and talents and resources to make a great life. And Psalm 90, Tracy said, it says, teach us to number our days. Now, what do you do when you number something? You count it. You record it. You calendar it. What if I told you that on Monday morning, tomorrow morning, in every one of your checking accounts, I'm going to deposit $86,400. In the morning, 86,000. Yeah, I, I would have thought there'd been a little more excitement. My daughter's excited. $86,400 
in your account in the morning. Now, here's the only requirement. You have to spend it all in one day. And some of you are going, I am so excited. I am so going to spend that all in one day. That'll be easy. Others of you are immediately wired differently, and you're thinking, how can I invest that and multiply it to make it last longer than that one day? God has given each and every one of us, in the morning, you will be given a gift, 86,400 seconds. Every day you're given life, 86,400. 400 seconds for that day. And then your quality of life, the life that you actually live, your fruitfulness, your significance, your family, the kind of kids you raise, your work, your service to God, all of that is directly related to your time. It's directly related to the seconds of the day and how you spend it. So let's start with the big purpose in mind. What are the five most important things in your life? That's what I want you to write down. Right there in your notes, there's five blanks. Go ahead. What are the five most important things in your life? Write those down. You should know them right off the top of your head. These are the five most important things in my life. Now, we all want a rich personal life right? We want a rich family life. We want a rich work life. And what happens throughout our day is that we all have a lot of small things that we need to get done. We need these small rocks or, you know, I got to get the laundry done. I got to wash the car. A lot of small stuff. I've got to mow the lawn. I've got to pay someone to mow the lawn. Right? I've got all this small stuff, all these little things that take up so much time and create so much frustration in our life. Now, these are the small rocks, but what are the five most important things in your life? Are they in there at all? No, because all the small stuff, all the little things end up overwhelming your entire day. So what we try to do then is we try to put those big rocks back in. Now, one of my big rocks is devotions. Every day, my devotions with God. I put that first, everything else goes better. I, I can fit that rock in there. Okay, that's good. All right, now I want to... I want to put in uh, some friends. Friends and relationships are important to me. I'm able to fit that in. And uh, my work, I'm able to fit that in. And then uh, exercise, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm trying to get it in there. Trying to get health, that's really important to me. Oh, I want to be a vegan. Okay, all right. My, I'm trying to fit all the big rocks into my life, and I can't do it. So what if I were to... Take a whole new approach. And what if I were to take the things that are important to me, my devotion, my relationship with God, what if I were to take my family and I were to plug them into my day and into my week? And what if I were to schedule my exercise time and put that in there there as well? And I'm able to put in my work and I'm able to put in the things that really the five most important things that hopefully you wrote down, the five most important things. And then now there's all these small things in my life. Oh, I got I to gotta do the laundry. I got to pick up the laundry. I got to go to work. I got to gas the car. We got to pack for the trip. Do we have our passports? I don't know. I got so much to do. I'll never get it all done. And it, what happens is as you put in all the small things that fill in around your big rocks, there's something very interesting that happens. Before, I didn't have enough time to do what mattered most to my life. But when I put those five big rocks in first, 
and I schedule them into my Monday and my Tuesday and my Wednesday, and I look at my entire week at one time, and I put in the big rocks all first, I'm able to fit everything, and I actually have enough time for the things that matter most in my life. You must simplify your life to maximize, and in order to do that, you've got to know what the five most important things of your life is so that you can live on purpose. So years ago, 30, 40 years ago, I learned how to look at my week at a glance, and I said, you know what, are you kidding me? Let's throw this up there. It's also in your notes. There are seven mornings, there are seven afternoons, and there are seven evenings. That's an enormous amount of time. Those are enormous blocks of time. Let's just say the mornings are 8 a.m. to 12, the afternoons are 1 to 5, and the evenings are 6 to 10. Some of you are thinking, ha, I start my day way earlier than 8 a.m. Good for you. (laughs) You morning people are obnoxious. (laughs) Some of you are the night people. Ha, I'm up till 1 a.m., right? I got way more hours in the day. That's my point. But when you look at it as blocks of time and you go 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., that's an entire hour. What can you do just in that one hour? And then there's another hour, and then there's another hour. I mean, there's an enormous amount of time in every day. So what do I do? I plug into my calendar, Big Rock Devotions. It's in my calendar. It's scheduled there for me. I know that that's important to me. I'm going to start with that. I schedule in my exercise. I schedule in church and home church. I need both of those to live in community and relationship and healthy and balanced. I plug those right into my life. Those are the five most important things. I'm not like wondering where I'm going on Sunday. I'm not wondering where I'm going on Thursday or Wednesday night or Monday night or whenever your home church is. I know where I'm going. And I plug in my date nights. So now you know, when I told Tracy I calendar our date nights, it was actually an enormous act of love. Uh Uh-oh, she's taking back over. (laughs) I was saying that she's one of my big rocks. She's one of my most important things, my boys. I had date times with them, so I would pick them every day up from school, pick them up at different times, and then I would take them and I would say, look, uh, we're going to go get a blizzard shake at McDonald's drive-thru, but your mom will not approve of this. So if mom asks, just say, oh, we had to go get medicine. So to this day, when, when my boys hear medicine, they think really good thoughts. It's, it kind of worked out well in a different way, I guess. But anyway, plug that in. And then while you're at work, well, there's, I guarantee you there's five things that make you a success at work. Figure out what those five things are. If I do this, if I do my job, if I do these five things, I will be a success at work. Plug those into the hours of your day, and you're going to find that you're going to rich. You're going to live a very rich and full life. And at the end of the week, you won't be going. I didn't have time with my wife. I didn't have time with my kids. I didn't spend time with God. I didn't. I couldn't make it to church. I was overwhelmed. No, seriously, seriously. Forty years of this. Put the big rocks in first. That's what matters most, and you will not regret your life at the end of it. That's right. Thanks, Sam. Again, Psalms 90.12, it says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So number one, time is valuable. And number two, 
Time is specific. And there in your notes, number three, a wise heart is developed how you spend your time. Again, a wise heart is developed by how you spend your time. That we may gain a heart of wisdom. This is a gain. Your values are in alignment with your actions, and you can develop, really develop that wisdom. Again, when your values come into alignment with your actions, you can develop a heart of wisdom. God gave me a very practical picture, and it, it was a symbol to gauge you know, where I was at and, and just how I was aligning my values with my, what was going on in my life. And so I wanted to know that I was doing a good job and living them out. Very practical. Green light, right? Green light means green. It means it's good. Go. It means balance. It means beautiful. Green is good. I know that I'm doing well. Yellow was like caution, and the caution is you better look around, you better course correct if you need to, right? So if, you, if you're in your day and you're like, hmm, you know, you're feeling this way or that way and you feel like you're not in the green, course correct. Get yourself moving into the, a good, healthy direction. And then there's the red, which is like danger, stop, make a change, go the other direction, right? Don't just stay there when you know you're in the red. So I still use this today. I do. And you can easily figure out where you're at if you just stop and think about it. Value your time. Value yourself in this way. Get specific with your time. Use a calendar. Get organized and put the most important things in there first. Um, Tell yourself where you're going to spend your time. Don't allow all those small little rocks, those small little pebbles to just take over your day. No, you don't have to do that. That's where we get into excuses. Well, I couldn't do this, or I couldn't do that because this, because this, because this, right? Well, no. We're in charge of our day. We're in charge of what we say yes to and what we say no to. So wisdom is to understand this. Now, I learned a lot about valuing my time as a young woman. But something most of you, most of you already know, maybe some of you if you're new because, you know, somebody brought you, you don't know this, but I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis 13 years ago this year. And something happens when you become more aware of your mortality. I can't stress enough the importance of your values lining up with your everyday actions. It's then that you gain a heart of wisdom. This time that you have, it is enough. So this week, let's just really look at our time. Let's look at how we're spending our days. Let's evaluate where our time is being spent. Commit to viewing your time God's way and see what happens. It might even be a little scary um, to see the difference between what you think you value and actually how you actually are spending your time. So my prayer and my hope is that your relationship with God will be of the highest priority in your life. Yep, that he would be the king of your heart. So I want to just right now take some time for us to just pause and reflect. And if you would just please just bow your heads with me. God is good. He is a good God. And he's got the best plan for your life. And he knows the very, very best way for you to spend your time. 
the first step is to begin a relationship with him. I'm going to pray a prayer. And right now, if you agree with this prayer, just make it your own. So Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that all of our time is in your hands. Nothing escapes you. And Father, listening, Jesus, listening to this message is speaking to me right now. And my time, I'm just out of control. And I need you to help me with my, with my time. I want to invite you to come into my life, my heart, that you would take control and teach me. Teach me how to, how to plan my days and order my days in a healthy way. Not to just be so concerned about all the little rocks that are going on. But help me, Jesus. So today I surrender to you. And I want to invite you again to, to, into my life, into my heart. Amen. No matter how stressed or challenging a difficult day may be, it can still be a great day because God is good. And he's with you. He's for you. Listen, he's for you. He is not against you. doesn't matter. I mean, things happen to us all that are good and not so good. But God is good. And he is for you. He's not against you. So right now, would you just stand with me as let's worship the king together. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's our hope that you will let this message go deep within your soul and allow Jesus to do the work that only He can do. We also want to encourage you to partner with us here at Brave. Go to brave.church and become a regular giver and be part of how God is using this message to help people find and follow Jesus.